You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL is where you can find us. Get those questions in for next week's Twitter Tuesday episode, or if you have any problems or I uh, think Matt might have missed some folks here on his rankings of top running backs that we did Monday. Top wide receivers today. Hit us up on Twitter at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Probably you tight ends tomorrow, Matt. Does that sound about right? Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, the, the running back article hit the, the website. And since then, I've gotten three requests from Tennessee Radio to come on um, and many <laughs> not so fond tweets about having Derrick Henry fifth, I think he was. So I'm um, preparing to defend myself on some other airwaves. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, what's funny is Pro Football Focus, I think just yesterday, dropped a list of the top oh, did they? running backs in the NFL. Yeah, and uh, I think they did have Derrick Henry number one. And, and that was a I, I would think PFF analytically driven would be way more ahead on the receiving type backs than running backs that don't contribute as much in the running game but there were some interesting stats that just blow you away I mean he Derrick Henry is a unicorn when you really look at what he's been able to do and uh it's just he's he's a special guy so I get the arguments there I would still tend to take the injuries hurt the cause for Christian McCaffrey a little bit, but I would still take that type of player just because I think it, it, it helps you more. But man, Derrick Henry is putting together like a, a, an unreal resume right now. Oh yeah. That's hundred percent true. We have a huge show wide receivers, so we can't yeah. dibble dabble here too much, but McCaffrey and Barkley didn't really help their cause last week. They were my top their last year. They, they were my top two. And this, I don't mean this to boy, Henry's no good. Pure ball carrier, 1985 running back. I might take Nick Chubb over him. Oh, oh see, you're just trying to piss off Tennessee Titans fans now. <laughs> I love it. Oh, uh, that's funny. Okay. Oh, good. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Yeah. Why, why, this is a big show. Wide receivers. Yeah, Matt Williamson's top again. 25 wide receivers today. And I'm guessing this was a lot more difficult than the top running backs and tight ends, Matt, because. Every team has two wide receivers, at least. Some teams, three, could be considered for this list. Right, and I left a lot of very good players that your favorite team would love to have, and I'm sure I'll get some heat for that. How can't you have player X in your top 25? One thing, too, is really the last couple draft classes have been so loaded at this position that the young guys, maybe I was a little biased against just because show me two or three years of work. But if they were running backs, if they were tight ends doing the exact same thing, they would be on the list. It's just a, a tougher list to get on. Let's start at 25 and work our way towards number one, and I'll bring up some players along the way that maybe feel like have been left off of this list and that I'm sure okay. some fan bases out there because there's a couple teams that have really good wide receivers that don't even show up here in your top 25 that we need to talk about. You start off, though, with your Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think this is where some folks are going to call you a homer because I'm looking at this list right now. There are zero Rams, and you've got a Steeler here at number 25 in Deontay Johnson. Yeah, and drops were a big problem for Johnson last year. I'm almost positive he led the league in drops. But anyone that plays fantasy and had Deontay on their team, and I answered this question 9,000 times last year, 
Who's the number one in Pittsburgh? Is it Juju? Is it Claypool? Both of whom are not on this list. Or is it Johnson? And I told them every time this guy gets on the field, he leads the Steelers in targets and at all areas of the field. And he's not Antonio Brown, but he is being used in the Brown role. And he's a great route runner. I really like Deontay Johnson. He does yeah. have to clean up those drops, but man, I was blown away with his college tape late in the process. He was one of those late risers in the NFL draft that, you know, was a late riser for us, but not for NFL teams who were on him all along. Then you see him go as early as he did in round three and watching him as a rookie. He was like, wow, okay. Uh, the Steelers know what they're doing when they're finding wide receivers. Yeah, and they got another bad. very different shaped wide receiver, too. So it's not just one style of wide receiver. They're really good at finding in Pittsburgh. At 24, you have Cortland Sutton. Real oh. quick, I'm sure, oh, you, sure. The, my fans or, you know, people listening don't know this, but the Steelers traded AB to the Raiders for the 66 pick in the draft that year, which everyone was like, wow, they got robbed, you know, and he did, you know, frozen feet and all the craziness. And use that 66 pick for Deontay Johnson. Very interesting there. A high third-round pick, too. Uh, it's funny because you have Antonio Brown on your list still at number 23 overall. In between Brown and Johnson is Cortland Sutton at 24. Sutton, it's tough. He could be higher on this list after this season, but obviously missing all last year with that pretty nasty injury is tough for him. I think he easily would be in the top 25 one year ago, and I'm not going to kill a guy that only played, I think, half of a game with a bad quarterback mm -hmm. and then missed the rest of the year. So I expect him to come back and be the same player he was. I think his quarterback situation hurts him, but that's not what we're doing here. And then Antonio Brown at 23, say what you want about him. I mean, he's bounced around the league. There's some craziness there, but I thought he was really good for Tampa. It, when, you know, the limited role we saw him as just as a football player, he could still get it done in a big way. Jarvis Landry, slot, weapon, 22 overall here for you, Cleveland Browns receiver. Uh, what's interesting to me here, and let's finish up 20 through 25, because Tyler Lockett's at 21. Really like Tyler Lockett. There's uh, so many good wide receivers in the league, but Odell Beckham, this guy would be in contention for number one on this list in past seasons. He's obviously had a ton of injuries now, but a couple of brownies here at 20 and 22 in Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. Yeah, Odell was hard. He was my hardest guy to rank. Odell the Brown probably wouldn't be on this list. I mean, it's a couple years of subpar production injuries. Odell the Giant might be second on this list or first. That's a long time ago in NFL years, but he's the kind of guy I give the benefit of the doubt to because it wasn't long ago that he was an elite player, and you still see flashes of it. You mentioned Landry in the slot, and that's certainly where he does his best work, but the Browns don't run a lot of three-receiver sets compared to other teams. He's really picked it up as an outside receiver in Cleveland, too. And I like Lockett a lot. I, I mean, I don't have a lot more to add to him. He, he's a really good player at all levels. Love Tyler Lockett, and he's almost hurt by having a guy like DK Metcalf who's emerged on the other side because Tyler Lockett mm -hmm. can easily be you know, a huge target hog there in Seattle, and he still is targeted a lot, even with a guy like DK on the other side of the ball from him, but gets overshadowed a little, little bit just by the, the pure... You know, the literal shadow that DK Metcalf casts over there in Seattle. Um, looking at some players and where I would fit some of these guys in. Number 19, you have Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper deserves this spot and deserves to be over C.D. Lamb. And there's no rookies on this list, by the way, if anybody's wondering. And even some other younger second-year guys like C.D. Lamb. There is a rookie Lamb. from the Vikes. Oh, is there? Justin Jefferson's on. Oh, list. from yeah. last year, right, right. I meant there's yeah, no yeah. incoming. Oh, right, right. I'm sorry, right. no incoming. Rookies. Right, and uh, and you know, uh, 
erring on the side of caution, waiting for young players to prove they belong. I think Jefferson did prove he belonged last year. I think for C.D. Lamb, he proved he belonged. And I think when we're doing this list a year from now, it will be Lamb over Cooper. But right now, I think you still have to have Cooper ahead of C.D. Lamb. And C.D. Lamb, by the way, did not make this list. Of every player not on this list, rookies aside, I think Lamb has the best chance to be on it and maybe a top 10 player. I, I mentioned that I started the show as a little biased against the young guys because there are so many other established receivers. Um, Lamb had a really, really good year with Dak and then to so no fault of his own, you know, kind of fell off. But I think he's going to be the one. Cooper at 19, I think most people probably have him higher. I think he's a little inconsistent for my taste, but he's a, I mean, he's a pretty darn talented player and great route runner. I mean, that just goes to show how good this list is because you right. say, oh, man, that's too low for Amari Cooper. And you look at all the names above him, it's like, well, okay, well, where are you going to put him? The, like, mm-hmm. the wide receiver position right now in the NFL is absolutely stacked, and it just continues to get better and better. The sheer numbers of really good wide receivers in the NFL is mind-blowing. Uh, a couple of quick thoughts about where we're at here number 19 i could see an argument from a lot of fan bases there are zero 49ers on this list so brandon iuk and and yeah. debo samuel uh, they still have something to prove i could see them being behind a lot of these guys and i will buy that argument i know some 49ers fans that are listening to the show won't be happy about it but no rams either and i've seen people look at the rams wide receivers as maybe one of the better wide receiver groups in the nfl for an entire team, but by themselves, none of those guys made the list here for you. Yeah. I'm very fond of the young Niners guys, especially after the catch. I, I probably would prefer Ayuk if I had to put one on the list of the two right this second, but love them both. Um, Woods and Cup are what they are. And I mean that as a compliment. They are B receivers. You know, they're really solid. They have defined roles. Maybe I was a little prejudiced against them because I think that scheme helps them a little more than some teams. You know, like if if that were Thielen and Jefferson, I think it'd be better. You know, I'm trying to think other tandems, Julio and Ridley, Evans and Godwin, guys like that. But I like the two Rams receivers plenty, as do the Rams. My top 50 list, my 50th receiver would probably be better than my 25th tight end that we're going to talk about tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that that's yeah. going to be an interesting list because as difficult it is with so many players left off of your top 25 wide receivers, just trying to find 25 legit, like who are the my favorite tight ends in the league? I'm interested to see who's at the bottom of that tight end list and how you rank the top few guys as well. So um, that that's is the, uh, Berkshire neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> Number 18 <laughs> right. coming up. Yeah. Some, some big time talent still here on this wide receiver list. 18 through one coming up. I want to tell you about Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231-231. That number is 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and Lean Muscle Mass. Nugenics Total T is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ads say, she'll like it too. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. 
Uh, one more really quick honorable mention here that did not make your top 25 was Brandon Cooks. Was there any other honorable mentions before we move on to number 18? Uh, I wanted to throw Cole Beasley out there. I mean, but he's a he's extremely one-dimensional, but he's great at that dimension. Corey Davis had a big year, eh, you know, but only really one. You know, if you just ranked him off one year, uh, you know, I, I would go with um, these other guys ahead of him. I'm trying to think. Will Fuller, but injured a lot, and PED suspension. Corey Davis is an interesting one, and he was brought in to be sort of a quasi-number one wide receiver for the young quarterback there in New York, a rookie quarterback. I don't know if they're going to put up the volume throwing the ball for him to look like a number one wide receiver, but that's an interesting one because he's being treated as a number one wide receiver there, and the the receivers with him on the roster, Mims, one-dimensional sort of outside X receiver, down-the-field guy, and then you have slot weapons too, so he's got that opportunity uh, there's a there's a really big space in yeah, there for yeah. him to get a ton of targets in that Jets offense so a very interesting player and a guy I loved coming out of I think maybe John Robinson GM for the Titans was the only person who liked Corey Davis more than I did coming out of college oh I loved him too you know we weren't doing th- this show at that point but I loved him I was drafting him like first in my dynasty drafts despite that being the McCaffrey Kamara Cook Henry year so you know just in a dynasty world that's the biggest swing in the miss ever but, you know, it's sort of similar. It kind of brings us to 18. There's a new addition in New York and Kenny Galladay. And I think you have to wait a little bit the contracts. Like, Corey Davis got a lot of money. Kenny Galladay got a four-year, $72 million deal. I, I factored that in because the NFL smart. You know, I mean, th- does that mean every team values Galladay to that level? No, but he still has an awful lot of value even after a down year. He's a little overage. He's already 28. I don't know if people know that. But, boy, he is a really nice safety blanket to be for Daniel Jones. Just throw it up and go get it, big fella. Yeah, a skill set that's a little bit more rare for Kenny Galladay, and we'll see if he can continue to do what he does with uh, with a different style of quarterback in Daniel Jones than what we saw with him do with a guy who's really great for his skill set there in Detroit. And, yeah, he was a fifth-year senior, and, and top wide receivers in the NFL are coming out of college when they're 20 years old and not 23 years old. So uh, mm-hmm. that's why he's a little bit older of a, of a wide receiver than people probably realize it at 28 currently. DJ Moore, a do-it-all player that's still getting better for the Carolina Panthers coming in at number 17. I bet most people would not have him this high on the list after last year. But remember how awesome he was two years ago. And when I watched Carolina tape last year, it was there was numerous. I mean, and that's even being generous or courteous to T- Teddy Bridgewater, where more is open downfield for the big play, and Teddy checks it down. Like I think just Darnold's aggressiveness will really unleash more, like we saw two years ago. I have no concerns that he's had a bad year. It just didn't work out for him because of his quarterback. Sam Darnold's numbers should absolutely look a lot better. Joe Brady is his coach with the the weapons he has a wide receiver, but those weapons a wide receiver, those numbers should absolutely look better, even if Darnold's still throwing too many interceptions and stuff. So that's going to be yeah. a fun offense to watch. And, and that Carolina Panthers team, if they did find themselves the guy that everyone thought Sam Darnold was going to be out of college for a second-round pick with the talent they have there and all the resources they put on the defensive side of the ball in the first two years of a new regime, look out for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, if Darnold's a hit... That's one of the steals of the century. Absolutely. 
Adam Thielen coming in at number 16, and it looks like his second-year teammate is going to be ahead of him on this list, Justin Jefferson. He'll come up here in a moment. Adam Thielen, though, has just been a, a stud, no matter who's been his wide receiver lining up next to him in Minnesota. Yeah, he is a super. I mean, he's a great player. He's a tremendous route runner, extremely dependable, uh, a deep threat, uh, scored 14 touchdowns last year. But I think this was true when late in the Diggs-Thielen relationship, too, that when you watch the tape, defenses tell you who they fear more. And by the end of last year, defenses feared Jefferson more than Thielen. And late in the Diggs-Thielen relationship, defenses feared Diggs a little bit more than Thielen, too. Another player that's probably older than people realize, too, because it took him so long to catch on. And I just actually saw yeah. a cut up a couple days ago of his his early career special teams work. But uh, Adam Thielen, a fun player to root for and is absolutely getting every ounce of ability. And he's got a lot more ability than you would probably expect looking at him because uh, he can get open deep, get open short. Really good player there in Minnesota. Terry McLaurin, an up and comer. We'll see if there's more there for him to continue to grow in Washington with the new quarterback in town in Ryan Fitzpatrick, who will have no problem chucking it up to him. I mean, he is dynamically fast. How did you see McLaurin stacking up with some of the rest of the names on this list? Because he doesn't quite have the resume that some of these other guys have. Yeah, I'm a big, big fan. I love his toughness, his speed, his competitiveness, strength, all those things. And in a way, I probably should have put him right next to DJ Moore the more I think of it, because he's another one that was really hurt by check down quarterbacks. You know, I mean, he was often open deep downfield, intermediate levels. And I often say there's no stat for the pass the quarterback should attempt and doesn't. And that hurt McLaurin a lot this past year. But he still had a great year. Calvin Ridley coming in at number 14. He has really surpassed Julio Jones in a lot of ways as the, Not the on more, this list. more productive player. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll put it that way. The more productive guy in that Atlanta Falcons offense. He doesn't have the, the freakish athletic ability uh, that Julio Jones has if Julio could stay healthy, right? And Julio's still ahead of him on this list for that reason. But Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, I mean, that's a dynamic tandem. You throw Kyle Pitts into that mix and a new offense. Wow they're going to have to outscore people and they might be able to do it. Yeah, they might. And I kind of wanted to lump Ridley at 14 and Chris Godwin at 13 together, because as you mentioned with Atlanta, there's also some awesome weapons in Tampa. Actually three receivers on Tampa are in my top 25. Mike Evans is to come. Both are great out of the slot. Both are great route runners. This is a really hard question that I didn't want to have to answer Ridley or Godwin. I think they're both it's really similar, like the exact same grade if I were giving out scouting grades. About to make a lot of money, too. Chris Godwin playing yeah. on his franchise tag this year, and I don't think Tampa's going to be in a position to pay both Godwin and Mike Evans, who's still to come on this list. And they have a ton of other players. They tried to keep the band together this year, but a ton of one-year contracts. Who are they going to pay next offseason? Who can they afford to pay? Chris Godwin seems like the obvious candidate to be the guy who leaves town, and he could get a massive contract. Absolutely. Great out of the slot, physical, outstanding outside the numbers, too. And to your point, it's kind of a sneaky little move by Tampa. The last two drafts, they've drafted a receiver. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. Andy re-signed re Antonio Brown. They might be preparing for life after Godwin. They're getting to that point where they just can't bring everyone back every year. Here is the only second-year wide receiver on the list, right? And Justin Jefferson coming in at number 12 from the Minnesota Vikings. And just a remarkable, historic rookie season. And the thing I like to bring up most about Jefferson, I think it was the first two games 
he was the number three receiver on the team. They, you know, coming out of LSU, slot only, but a great slot player. Well, they quickly realized, kind of like with Cleveland, we don't run a lot of three receiver sets. He's one of our best two. We're going to put him outside the numbers, and he thrived. I missed on Justin. I like Justin Jefferson. Thought he was a first round guy, but I missed on him. And, and NFL did too. You know, he wasn't the first wide receiver selected, but I saw that slot only player. You had to go back to his 2018 tape to to see him play a little bit more outside. Didn't quite look as good. And I saw the way he ran his routes. He kind of almost looks like a point guard, you know. Uh, and he's got a, that yeah. the, the, the way he comes off the line is like I don't know. NFL corners going to put their hands on him. I don't know if he's going to get away with that in the NFL. And you saw him show up in the league, and he was just getting open left and right, and has the right mentality to be a number one type of wide receiver. He's got speed, gets open underneath, gets open deep, has ball skills. Like He's the complete package. He absolutely is, and I don't think he'll fall off. I, I was the same way. I, I thought he was first rounder, but I'll come clean. I, I had Jalen Rager ahead of him, you know, as did the Eagles. <laughs> right, yeah. And, and Rager's not in the top ten. That's a tough Spoiler one. Alert. That is a tough one for a lot of teams that, that might have missed the boat on Justin Jefferson, but they were not alone, and Matt, you and I were not alone, even though we liked him. We didn't like him enough. That is clear. Right. Keenan Allen coming in at number 11 for you. He's just been getting open and making catches for almost a decade now. Right. Not the fastest, not the biggest. I mean, awesome out of the slot, pure technician, tough, Justin Herbert's best friend, Hall of Fame-like career, who's he caught 100 passes in 14 games last year. I mean, pretty good. It's easy to forget because he had that part of his career where he was getting hurt a lot and then has now put together some seasons of being healthy now and, and putting up the just the crazy production like you just can't cover that guy out of the slot no no he's phenomenal all right coming Not slowing up, down at all. top 10 of matt williamson's top wide receivers for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest easiest way to bet on all your sports action Baseball season, full swing. It's going to be going all summer long. Baseball just about every single day. You can track all that at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA action. There's triple crown horse racing. There's golf. There's reality TV, table games, poker, anything you want to get in on. You can find that action at betonline.com. AG. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, mobile device, desktop, computer, whatever you got. A 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head to betonline.ag today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor like jalapeno recently? If you find that one, give it a shot. I was pleasantly surprised. Coconut, coconut almond, peanut butter is my favorite, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, raspberry, some of the classic flavors there, and they're filtering through new flavors all the time. Something for everyone. And as we know from the Built Bar bracket, some passionate fans about their favorite flavors. Not only are Built Bar the best tasting protein bars on the market, they're healthy too. We're talking 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of net carbs, and 4 grams of sugar. You can find a flavor that satisfies you or build your own box of Built Bars and use promo code LOCKED15. For 15% off, go to BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
We mentioned Justin Jefferson, a little bit of a miss for a lot of people, even though everyone was pretty high on him collectively as a wide receiver coming out. I think the bigger miss for a lot of folks was DK Metcalf coming out of Ole Miss. There was obviously some injury concerns there with the neck on top of just, you know, what do we do with this guy? He is a little stiff, but he's a freak of nature, height, weight, speed. And man, he got put in the perfect situation with the perfect quarterback to utilize his deep speed. Yeah, I mean, the situation fit him perfectly. But this is a scouting lesson, too, that if my eighth grade son and his buddies are out on the playground picking up teams, they all say, give me DK, you know, after watching three seconds of of guys running around. Sometimes it's just that simple. And I guess he's got a tremendous work ethic. He's worked on the smaller points of the game. Sometimes you just have to think about it. Like, who? if I'm a corner, who do I not want to line up against? He's pretty high on that list. I slept funny last night, so my neck hurts a little bit. It's, it's hard right now, but I'm trying to pat myself on the back for having DK Metcalf <laughs> as my number one wide receiver coming out that year. And nice. I did see some underneath stuff. I saw him on slants, too, because he didn't want to run a ton of routes. And by the way, watching no. Deami Brown from North Carolina this year, same offensive corner uh, coordinator there that um, DK had at Ole Miss and running that same position. You only see three routes, and I think it hurts them as a prospect. So you don't get to see them do a lot in that offense, and you saw that with DK Metcalf, but he dominated on what he was asked to do, not only deep down the field tracking the ball, but he dominated on slant routes, too, and that was the thing I saw in the NFL. I was like, this guy's going to body up, and he can push off, even though his three cone was terrible. He can get open underneath and do some of those things, and he's even been better than I thought he was going to be, but I was, I was blown away that teams were letting him fall deep into the second round and taking um uh who's the stanford wide receiver that the eagles oh, selected yeah, now the that, eagles yeah ortega Whiteside. ortega Whiteside. yeah poor eagles Isabella. too they, they they take rigor over jefferson they take ortega Whiteside over dk metcalf yeah andy isabella who right dk metcalf can fit him in his pocket it was like what are you guys doing i get maybe some of the first round guys but it, it got pretty silly with dk metcalf i, I mean I'm, I'm here to kill ortega Whiteside, but Metcalf, McLaurin, and Deontay Johnson were all on the board, and they're all on this list. Oh, man. And they didn't go too far after him either, and and teams were trading up to get some of these guys too. Michael Thomas, slant boy, coming in number nine on your list. And that's great, but he does a lot of other things. Uh, I think if we did this one year ago, he'd probably be number one. I mean, he had a remarkable season, a remarkable start to his career. I never thought he was healthy last year. I also think the, the system helps him a lot, and Breeze has helped him through his career. But, I mean, we might look at this and be like, boy, he had a little bit of a blip in 2020, but this is a super productive target hog that does it all. And was it Michael Thomas that's slant boy, or was Drew Breeze at the end of his career slant boy because he couldn't push the ball down the field? Could there be more in that aspect of Thomas's game with different quarterbacks in New Orleans? I think so. I think he's... A contested catch guy down the field, very physical at the catch point. Um, not an elite speed guy, but you know he's super productive. And it, being the feature receiver, like some of these guys on this list, including Metcalf and Lockett, and you know they don't get the attention that the Thomases of the world do. And to still put up massive numbers like that is a true number one. Yeah, it's like, look, you know where we're going. You know what route he's going to run. You still can't yeah. stop it. Right. I'm going to lump these two together because eight, Mike Evans, Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver, seven, Julio Jones, Atlanta Falcons. Some people would argue that their teammates, Calvin Ridley and Chris Godwin, are maybe better now. Yeah, Uh, maybe. 
I, I, I did lean, not that those other two are, are super young, but Jones's body of work is, I really think he's the probably the third best receiver that ever lived behind Moss and Rice. I mean, this isn't lifetime achievement award time, but he's averaged 95.5 receiving yards per game for his career. I mean, think about that for a minute. And how many times has he you know, pulled himself out with that bad foot or not practiced all week? And I know he wasn't a massive force last year in terms of you know, overall numbers, but when he was out there, he was pretty much as good as ever. I mean, he's been the straw that stirs a drink for his life. Evans isn't much different to me. I mean, sometimes I like to throw these things out there. Like, Evans is going to the Hall of Fame if he keeps this up. I mean, this is a Hall of Fame pace. And I didn't know how him and Brady would jive. Brady didn't have, you know, I mean, but he used them a lot more in the red zone. He does it all too. I mean, Evans is having a tremendous career and he's kind of in the, the height of his powers. We mentioned how old Galladay is. Evans is only 27. He came in the league as like a 14 year old. Yeah. He was super young. Yeah. Red shirt yeah. sophomore, I believe coming into the league and was even young for his class and a, a super young player has been doing it at a high level for a very long time. Are they going to have to start to adjust what we're looking at and what we call a Hall of Fame wide receiver? Yes. Some of these old wide receivers that haven't gotten in yet, they're just not going to get in because the numbers are getting outrageous. Without question. I mean, I always say this about Hall of Fame or who's the greatest ever. I always compare players at any sport to how good were you compared to your peers of that time. Like the Babe Ruth example is the best to me is – you know, people were leading the league in home runs with nine. Some teams would have 15, and then Babe shows up and hits 60. <laughs> you know, like, you know and, I'm, and Evans isn't like that by any stretch. But I think, you know, he's having – he's put together a long stretch of nearly elite play year after year versus peers. I'm really happy for Allen Robinson, and it's one of the big reasons why I hope Justin Fields gets to play early and is just chucking the ball all over the place with his arm strength and his deep accuracy and allows Allen Robinson to get a little bit more credit. And I'm glad you're giving him the credit here coming in at number six, which is higher than I expected you to have him. Allen Robinson's been one of the best receivers in the NFL for a long time and doesn't get talked about on that level. Yeah, I don't want to speak for all our listeners, but my hunch is people would say, oh, Allen Robinson, that's kind of high, Williamson. But I get it. He's really good. You know, imagine him in Devontae Adams' role or Michael Thomas's role or whatever. You know, he's always been the one that elevates those around him, and it hasn't been even close. Going back to Christian Hackenberg, I think he's playing as well as ever, too. I think he's a star. I mean, and it's part of it is Allen Robinson's fault, right? But his quarterbacks have been Hackenberg, Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, uh, that's why I'm so happy for him now, and hopefully Justin Fields is the real deal. But imagine if Allen Robinson would have just signed with like the New Orleans Saints or something and had that role right. instead of Michael Thomas, what his numbers would look like and what the narrative around him would be. No, 100% true. And he put up some pretty darn good numbers last year too. A.J. Brown coming in at number five for the Tennessee Titans. I expect, Matt, that you probably will be drafting him in your fantasy leagues in a lot of places, especially now with less competition for targets in Tennessee's offense? I would, except I don't take receivers in the first couple rounds because there's so many, which is the point of this whole argument. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take the 30th, 40th receiver on my list and live with them just for fantasy reasons. That's just how I'm wired for fantasy. I have a slight concern that 
will Brown be able to back to the Julio conversation? You know, when everyone in the world knows you're getting the ball and you don't have Corey Davis and Johnny Smith, will you still be as productive, if not more, because the targets are going to increase? I tend to think yes. I think he's a special player. I mean, with all respect to DK Metcalf, I think those two being together in college is unbelievable. I think Brown's a little more well-rounded. And both obviously put some time in in the weight room. A little bit. Ole Miss and continue to in the NFL. Yeah, new offense, different personnel groupings there in Tennessee. That will be fascinating to follow that team and see how things develop there on offense in 2021 for the Titans. DeAndre Hopkins coming in at number four for the Arizona Cardinals. To me, he's like the definition of a Hall of Famer for nowadays. You know, I mean, he has made Watson look better in early career Watson. He makes Kyler look better. Um, he had a tremendous year. He, he actually went downfield a little bit more this past year, despite not being fast. He's not big. He's not strong. He's not fast. It doesn't matter. There's few few players like him. I mean, he's even more that way than Larry was in his prime. You know, like Hopkins is remarkable. And I think it took Kyler a, a second to say, I know he's not open, but I should throw it anyway. That doesn't compute. But I then he quickly realized you do that. I see so much of a CeeDee Lamb career arc. Yeah. Right here yeah. With, with DeAndre Hopkins because of the style of receiver that you can really win with in the NFL that can make so many plays for you because, and CeeDee Lamb has more quicks, but the, when the ball's in the air, it's yours. And you have that ability to see it, track it, body control and hands and ball skills to go get the ball and and you can get open maybe you're not a burner but you can still get open on every level that you need to and when it's one-on-one that means you're open and you can go get the ball and so uh fantastic and it's it's always awesome to watch deandre hopkins dominate and, and go win those routes and go come down with balls that you're like how did he come down with that ball that's ridiculous i mean his highlight reel of receptions might be the best ever it's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, it's fun to watch him do it. Big hands, too. He's got these massive mitts, which always helps. Stephon Diggs, Buffalo Bills coming in at number three. That's a, It's high for Stephon Diggs. He is one of the best receivers in the NFL, but I think most people would say, who are your top three wide receivers? I don't know how many people would say Stephon Diggs. Yeah, what a season he had, though, in Buffalo. You know, I mean, he didn't have the feeling on the other side. Not that they had bad receivers, but... Everyone keyed on him, especially later in the season when they realized how darn good he was. He was great for the Vikings. He was elite for the Bills. He did play more snaps than any receiver in the league last year, but he also had basically the best numbers, too, you know, when it was all said and done. My hunch is he'll probably be seven or eight next year, but what he did last year I thought just couldn't be ignored. He deserves it. I'll let you take it away here with two and one, and I'm sure people following along at home know who the two names left on this list are. How did you decide between Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill? It was really hard for me because I just mentioned the season Diggs had. Adams didn't play as much. I mean, but I think on a, I think Adams had the better year. I think Adams had the best year at wide receiver in the league last year. But... I think I'd still rather line up against him than Tyreek Hill. You know, I mean, if you at, if you polled 32 defensive coordinators, who do you want to play against Adams or Hill? I think it would be 18 in favor of Adams, you know, that they would rather play against than Hill. I just think Hill is terrifying. And Mahomes helps him. Rogers sure helps Adams. Breeze sure helped Thomas a year ago, who would have been my one one year ago. 
I, I get, you know, Allen's helping Diggs. Oh, Diggs probably helps Allen more than the other way around. I just think Hill is utterly terrifying. He's terrifying. He's the best deep threat right now in the game. And the way he can go up and get the ball on top yeah. of it, like he's just a really good receiver. He's not just this speed guy. And the more you watch him, the more you can appreciate everything else that's part of his game. And I think obviously Adams and Hill are both helped out by who their quarterbacks are, too. They can get him the ball on all three right. levels of the field and deliver it where it needs to be, which makes those two receivers just so dang hard to defend. Yeah, and you know Rogers' ability on the back back shoulders fades, manipulate a safety a little bit. His uncanny accuracy, his trust in Adams, all that's in, and obviously their rapport. They played a lot of snaps together, you know. And Hill has the advantage of having a, a quarterback that can extend the play for half a second longer, and you know, running with Tyreek for half a second longer is a nightmare. <laughs> Absolutely. It's tough. Uh, okay, good stuff. That is the top 25 wide receivers, according to Matt Williamson, heading Let into the 2021 it. season. Don't even at me. You can leave me out of it. At Williamson <laughs> NFL, and you can find the list on paper and his reasonings at profootballnetwork.com. And we'll do tight ends tomorrow when that list is going to look a lot different for how deep it is. Much different conversation. Talk to you then right here, Peacock and Williamson.